One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. First things first, guys, before we get started with this podcast, do me a solid favor. And subscribe to this on whatever platform you're listening to it right now. Whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button. And it lets me know that the content that I'm putting out for you guys is hitting your ears at the right time. Much love. This podcast is sponsored by contentremover.com. So whether you're looking to remove any images, videos, search results, fake Instagram accounts, get in touch with us at contentremover.com. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee podcast. And today, guys, we have a very good friend of mine who is an absolute legend, who's, who's, who's done so many things that we, we're, we're all going to talk about, but we're not going to go too in-depth on the intro. But my, my friend, Davina Rankin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, Thank you very much. First things first, before, before we go ahead with the, with the show and everything like that. Should I spit my gum out? Yeah, but, I, I, but I'm leaving this in. <laughs> I'm very new to this whole thing. Um, I just don't want to be chewing in your ear. Should I spit it out though? Just put it on the table. Sorry. I love, it. I love, I love, I love this. this okay, what, what an intro this is. <laughs> we were doing really well. That was a really nice intro. Thank you. No, but before we, before we start, um, what do you reckon to the new, the new studio setup? I love it. I really love it. I love this. I love the colours. It's nice. It's very cosy. It's, it's like got an ambiance to it, isn't it? A little bit of that. Yeah. Like it's a nice, it's a nice feel. Uh, and I appreciate you coming in today. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me. I suppose, obviously, look, people are going to know you from maths. They're going to know you from first dates. They're going to know you from I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here Now, because that's what's on currently on the TV. Um, they, might, they might know you as an author as well. There's lots of ways that people know you, but I just want to tell the audience before we start how, how I know you. Because obviously we met through doing breath work and mm-hmm. going to the Call to Be Conscious experience. And yep. I think there's some real real powerful learnings with us talking about that today because I know for me there was a lot of breakthroughs. I don't know. I don't know. Did you have a kind of big breakthrough at that event? Not so much at that event, but an event that I did with the Call to Be Conscious boys prior to that event, which led me there, um, was probably one of the first times I had ever really done breath work. And it just opened up my world. It really did. And it just opened up my mind. I think last year was a huge year for self-development for me. And, um, you know, getting into breath work and meditation, all that kind of stuff was just something that I was just so excited about because I'd never been able to be that still and that peaceful. Um, So going to the Call to Be Conscious experience and meeting you, um, I definitely, that was just something else altogether. But what, I the think experience of meeting me? <laughs> both. But um, no, that experience, like with all of the different like aspects of it, was yeah. crazy. It was crazy. There was definitely breakthroughs. But I think my biggest breakthrough when it comes to breath work would have been the first time I've ever done it. So, so describe... Obviously, look, you, you, you'd obviously, obviously done quite a few things in life, but you'd, you'd had what most people would perceive as success from from an external point of view, from people looking in. What was it that made you first go out and seek like this personal development type breathwork 
type practice? What was it that first got you into that? Becoming a new mum. So, um, like in my former life, prior to having my beautiful baby girl, I was just a very busy person doing a million things, traveling a lot, like working really hard. I was just very independent, very much my own person. And just, I loved that. that I thrive yeah. off that. I love that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, Corona happened, um, the C word, sorry, I hate, I hate dropping the C bomb, but, um, that happened. And then, you know, being a new mum kind of really put me in this place where I was like, oh my God, like, what's my worth? Who am I? Like, what's going on? And I just went through a really, really tough time with like postnatal depression. It's a real thing. Um, and that just really kind of knocked me on my ass. And I had really no choice but to work on myself. Like I put on like 12 kilos. Um, I was really depressed. I was really anxious. Um, can, can we yeah. just, can we just go into this postnatal depression? Cause I think this actually be really useful for a lot of the lads that listen as well. Cause a lot of the lads won't really really know this but when I was reading about postnatal depression myself because I've obviously read a few studies on it they say that it happens to like 80% of women but 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 you, you don't know you're in it and some mm. some people don't even know that they're going through it no and you just you know you put it down to like I'm stressed I have a new baby I don't have enough sleep but um it got to a point where like I truly didn't even feel like myself I just was not happy I could not put a smile on my face and I was trying everything that I would usually do to, you know, make myself happy or things that I usually like and I just couldn't get there. And it, I am an absolute control freak when it comes to everything in my life. Um, so to not be able to be in control of my own feelings, like I didn't ever really quite understand depression or anxiety or anything like that until it happened. And um, yeah, it got to the point at one stage like my mum and dad both had to kind of come in and just have a little bit of a chat with me and were like do we need to go to the doctor like do we need to get you you know some help and and I did I went to the doctor um I got prescribed like um anti-anxiety medication and uh it actually made me really sick so I think I only took like three days or something or two days and it made me really sick and really anxious um And I'm not saying that, like, for me, it just personally wasn't the right choice for me. But some people, that's perfect for them. Like, that's the kind of thing that they need to do. But for me, it just wasn't quite working out for me. And I already was like, oh, shit. Like, maybe I just need to put in the really hard work for myself right now and get myself to this place. There'll be some people listening to this that probably feel that probably that I feel potentially could be going through depression themselves oh lots and people that you don't even know yeah you know a lot of the a lot of sometimes a lot of the funniest people i've known in life have been Mm -hmm. going through different dark places and i've i've never been in a a place where i where i would have said i was in depression but i've been in some deep dark places myself in terms of like feeling as if like oh you know like what what do i have to do to kind of move myself forward how do i um, how do I break this pattern, flip this perspective in this, in this, whatever I'm thinking in this time? Because I mm. think we can all, we can all go down these avenues where we don't particularly want to go down them, but we end up down this rabbit hole and then all of a sudden it kind of, it just kind of propels. Yeah. What, what was the kind of thing that, that helped you climb out of that when you'd fell 
down it. I mean, it wasn't obviously it wasn't the drugs. It wasn't no. it wasn't people giving you medication. It was. It's so cliche, but I think once I got to rock bottom, I kind of realized like no one else is going to pull this out of me, pull me out of this, but yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and it was hard. Like, who wants to? It's so hard trying to find the motivation to go to the gym when you're looking in the mirror, going, "I fucking hate what I look like right now," or "I'm so down on myself." Like, why can't I shift this baby weight? Or why? You know, it's really hard to get to that place mentally where you're like, "No, bitch." Get up, put your shoes on, get out of your head and go to the gym. Go and put something nice and healthy and nutritious on your plate instead of like the quick, easy option because you're tired. Yeah. Um, So it's those hard things because it is hard. It's hard to get out of your own mind sometimes. It's easy just to sit back and like dwell and like it – it's less energy to sit and, you know, dwell. It's just easier to do that. But when you're up and you're pushing through those hard emotions and you're really trying to – use every inch of your being just to get through the day um plus you're looking plus you're looking after a newborn yes and plus you're trying to keep your relationship alive you're trying to be a good daughter you're trying to work like I was still working the whole time um trying to write back to people's nice comments on Instagram like I felt like I was giving and giving and giving but none of it was coming to me I wasn't giving anything to myself so essentially what you'd identified then is you were filling everyone else's cup Mm. but the but the the most important cup which is your own was not getting filled internally and that's why you felt so empty and why you felt so kind of lost within yourself and that's why you you essentially felt like you 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 were you were kind of your words were like you felt kind of like kind of like worthless like like not yeah who am I I'm doing everything for everyone else but like I'm not feeling anything yeah you know I have I have no passion I have no drive um so it was really just like breaking point that got me to like all right I need to pull pull my head in and just like start doing this for myself even just like you know one percent better each day if it means if that day I go for a walk or if that day I pre pre make my meal so I don't have to like try and do it while the baby's crying and I'm feeding and like all of this kind of stuff if I can just have that like one percent better preparation each day and just that one percent better every day it all kind of adds up and it did did you kind of find yourself in that time judging yourself oh yeah every day like yeah. and even when you were having a good day it was almost like imposter syndrome you're like am I really having yeah. a good day or am yeah. I just faking it I is, don't know is is Am I allowed to have a good day? Like, yeah. you know I mean? am I worthy of this good day? Kind yeah. of thing. Is because because uh, from what I've read about it, that's how like the postnatal stuff and the mm. depression. That's how it works. In that you kind of feel like you're not enough. You're not worthy of being a mum in certain respects, and, mm. and that kind of stuff can come out too. You're not good enough. You're not doing a good enough job. Yeah. You're not. You know, you're doing not providing all... enough. Yes, and then like. Can, even just talking about it, don't you feel tired? Like you're like, wow, yeah. there's a lot of thinking. And my brain was just tired. So as soon as I started getting into breath work and meditation and finding those like little pockets of stillness and quiet, I was like, oh my God, like that's actually life. This is life. This is what life's supposed Bring, to be like. brings you back to present moment yeah. rather than you always being in like the future or the past. Because mm-hmm. that's where most people spend most of their time is like yeah. future-based happiness or analyzing their past mistakes mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. past successes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't live within the success you had yesterday. You can't live within the failure you had yesterday. You have to, mm-hmm. you have to, obviously you want to do more in life, but you can't, 
judge yourself for not being at the stage that you think you should be at as well. Absolutely. And um, also trying to predict everyone else's thoughts and feelings. Like I'm Mm. massive of, you know, doing that and just predicting or, you know, thinking that someone's going to be angry or upset or disappointed or this or that. Like I'm constantly doing that. But don't you find though that it's it, it's it's way more important for people to understand that you, you as a human being are, are, the, are the most important thing to be happy first. Because when you're happy, everyone around you can be happier, you can serve the world better, you can have more value, mm-hmm. you can be a better boyfriend, a better girlfriend, a better husband, a better wife, a, be, a better friend, a better you know, a better training partner in the gym. Like, like a, everything just changes when you when you value who you are as a human being, and you yeah. start to put the onus on the fact of like, you know, this has to fill my cup up. Yeah. So for argument, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. A girl reached out to me on Instagram yesterday. She sent me a, it was a nice message. She sent me a nice message, but it but even though it was a nice, me- it was one of them what a terms of shit sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. So she 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 put something nice at the top, like oh hey Frankie, I love your podcast. And then she put something along the lines of, but I think you talk too much when, when with the guests. Like, <laughs> like I think the guests should talk more and you should talk less. And I'm like, so that's a fucking jab. Okay, that's podcast that, manager. That, 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 that's a jab in my face. And then, she's, then she finished it off with something nice. But I think you're doing a really great job. I thought, fucking hell, like, it's, it's easy for someone to, 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 to come at you and have an opinion and this, that and the other. And it's just, I said this to simply to her, it's like, I've got to be happy so I only have guests on that I, that I like and I want to talk to. I don't just talk to anyone just mm-hmm. just because you got some clout on Instagram and saying, I'm not just going to talk to you because of that. Do you know what I mean? It's, I've got to want to have the conversation with you and I've got to want to think that you that you or the guest or whoever brings value and I'm going to try and bring some value to you. But it's like if I start having the conversation that this chick wants me to have with people rather than the conversation that I genuinely have with people, which mm. is the conversations which happen, then all of a sudden I'm unhappy now yeah. because I'm trying to – a please her way of, well it's a job then yeah, yeah i've just yeah. made I've, this is what i'm saying to you i've just made it a job mm. when it's my passion and it's my i feel like i'm on purpose with it mm-hmm. the, the moral of the story is you cannot please everyone in life Mm-mm. but the one person you can please is your fucking self yeah so please yourself first and mm-hmm. if people resonate and know you're doing it for the right reason they will they will jump on the train and get on the right thing with you. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? So funny that you even mentioned that because this morning through my meditation, um, like one thing that just popped up to me was like, let your light introduce you before you do. Yes. And like that is like when you are – when you are looking after yourself and when you are good and when you're living authentically and you're doing everything in your power to look after you and make yourself happy, it radiates and you make other people happy. Like someone might be having a shitty day and you can just be like, Hey, how are you going? What's going on? And you can automatically see that your energy has shifted someone else's. And that's something that I always want to try and do. Like I always try to be that energy for people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've seen I've seen you do it in a room full of people, like where you where you bring the energy up. When when I, even when I first met you, you know, you radiate different energy f- coming out from you than than, than most of the people because most 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 people because they don't sit in that stillness and they don't give them time to think, they cannot radiate that energy. Mm. But I know it sounds stupid when to say this on a podcast, but you can see energy. Yeah, you can, you can see people who are living in their true light and how mm-hmm. they stand out in the room compared to other people. Prime example, the cool to be conscious boys. Like they're two people that I can look at and you just go, 
wow. Like, Yeah, they're standing wow. in their power. And they are just like... Same with Lino. Just, yeah. Same with Lino. Lino does the breath work too, like his, and his men's medicine movement. And mm-hmm. like all people that are shifting perspectives and, and, you know, helping people think bigger, adding more value to mm. people's lives, they, they stand out for a reason. And yeah. The, and the way that they've raised their energy is usually by doing some kind of mindful practice to be to, to become present mm. and, to, and to, to practice some some form of gratitude as to what you have rather than all this future-based stuff that we're all taught. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like, especially when I was going through my down time, like I found it really difficult to not have that energy. I found it really hard not to be able to like radiate or have that positivity. And I almost just felt bad like down on myself that I was bringing other people down. Yeah. So that's just like a lot of head fuck, you know. There's like as if there's not enough things to be sad about when you're already in that state, let alone letting people down because you're sad. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but that's, big thing. But that's, a, that's, a, that's another th- – that's a whole other game, isn't it? It's, it's an, if you're worried about letting other people down, the only person you're actually letting down is yourself at that moment because I, you're not you, – you, you you you've gone you've gone into into prioritizing someone else's happiness over yours. Yeah. As soon as you do that, you disempower yourself, and, mm. and now you've just allowed the world to dictate how you feel. Yeah. Like if I take on that that girl's um, that girl's entitled to her opinion and cool, she sent me her opinion, wicked. But if I take that on and sit with it, it's going to ruin my fucking day mm. because it's like it's what I ter- it's what I ter- every, every a lot of people have you. There'll be a lot of you out there that will have friends and they'll be what I term as positively negative. Mm. And they'll give you these shit sandwich comments. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <sighs> there seems like there's more value than, than, than there is disempowerment, but really it's just disempowerment wrapped with a fucking load of lit around it. And that comes, that comes within their own insecurities. A hundred percent. So that like, you know, when people, when you are truly happy and when you're truly comfortable within yourself and you're, you know, you're just living authentically. Like you can, you can um, give people compliments and you can give affirmations without feeling like you have to one up. You know, like you can just say, "You're fucking amazing. You're doing a great job." Like, here's to you, mate. Like, good yeah. on you. You don't have to be like, "You're doing really good," but just because I'm trying to be to, that one step up above you, I'm going to give you some advice. Be, it doesn't need to be the but. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's like you know when you whether you're doing modelling which is where, how you started and stuff, or whether you're doing podcasting or whether you're doing boxing or BJJ in another gym, like you're... BJ one BJJ, Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> I was like, I've never done that. <laughs> I've never done a BJ. <laughs> no, but do, do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? No matter what you're doing, right, you're, you're, you're just trying to do the best you can with what you've got the day that you're there, right? Yeah. This podcast is the best that I can do today. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I might be better in 200 episodes time than I am today, but it's not fucking 200 episodes time. It's today, isn't it, right? And I think you're doing pretty damn good. No, I I appreciate that. I'm not I'm not looking for I'm not looking for that compliment. But what I'm saying is, like people, it, we've all got opinions on what other people should be doing, all this, that, and the other. Mm. But lots of us that have opinions on what other people should be doing should be should spend far more time looking at ourselves, which is how me and you ended up going more inward within ourselves, is because we realised, you know, trying to solve everyone else's problem and doing all this external shit is all well and good. Yeah, but but but. But there comes a time when you're, you, why do I feel fucking empty then? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like my ladder's letting against the wrong wall? Mm-hmm. 
and that's and that's and that's how it's created because you've created this judgment upon other people about what they should be doing rather than looking within yourself about yeah. what you should be doing yeah and that's all that, that that's kind of what came through from the hot the whole back call and this, and this girl um that commented that to me and that she she's a nice girl she's a nice girl she's doing bits but you just it's, it, i just thought to myself fuck me you, you don't get the point mm. do you know what i mean there's a, and it wasn't even it, i know it wasn't facetious mm. but i just thought fuck there's so this you could have given me so much more than that you yeah. know what i mean so funny you should say this um on the show that i was just on i'm a celebrity there was a clip of me saying like oh at one point i i like felt like I was the most trolled person in Australia. And there was a, a girl like who has a following, like she's a model. Um, and on Twitter, she was like, um, I'd argue that the most trolled person in Australia was Charlotte Dawson, who sadly um, took her own life like a few years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was one of this woman's friends. But then I just kind of looked at that and I was like, that's just the most contradictory thing. Like you've had a problem with something that I said about something that's quite, you know, painful about being trolled. You've also had a friend who's taken her life from trolling. Yet you put this up on the internet for people to troll about. And, you know, it's about about having a little bit of compassion. And, you know, when you said said that you felt like the most trolled person in, in, in Australia at the time, when, mm. you, when you said that, you didn't mean it f- figuratively. Oh, no, it's not like give you, me a war, an award. <laughs> I win for being most trolled. It was like you, you know, you, you, you were just saying it was just yeah. basically like you saying, "I feel like I am." Yeah, it's like I feel like I'm the baldest geezer in Australia right now. And it's then like, some other bald guy's going to be like, "Um, no, 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 no actually, no, actually, <laughs> bro, I've got less follicles than you." Yeah, no, no shit, bro. It's not what I was saying. No, like, that, that, and, and that's where people take things out of context. And then it just made me think, like. Why are you so mad? Why did you have to do that? Like, why, what's going on in your life to make you f- take that so personally? Because if, yes. if things are going good for you, you could listen to, like, I could watch 500 TV shows today and not be offended by anything that anyone really has to say. Or ha- say take it personally, you know? Yeah. I'm not coming at you. I'm not coming at, you know, Charlotte or... I would never do that. I would never want to take away anyone else's pain or anything like that. So it it was really baffling to me. It was like something that I really sat with and I was like, I could take this personally now because literally she's made it personal and public. Um, But I didn't. Like I kind of sat back and I was like, oh, well, I'm in a place like, yeah, if if that's how you feel, totally. But I kind of just more felt bad for her because she must – there must be something going on there for her to – be that angry at me yeah and for the, no reason and, i've and never met her a hundred percent and and it's all about like matching and mirroring yeah like it just it just mir- everything that you put out into the world like that reflects mm. back on how you feel within yourself yeah but there's so much power in that if you can identify it totally like, i'll give you with 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 that example i just gave you mm. like when i read it i thought you cheeky bastard i, I thought you cheeky but and i and I went, I went for a second, I went into old Frankie mode where he thinks to himself, I want to fight, I want to write something or I want to say something fucking, I want to blow you out of the water here. Mm. <laughs> but I did it. I took myself down the beach and I did some breath work because I thought, I got a brief, because this, this was the first like, what I perceived as a negative, what I perceived as a negative because mm-hmm. that's my perception too, right, yeah. that I have to deal with. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's an internal reflection on me mm-hmm. and that's an ego thing. 
So I took myself down the beach to deal with my ego related to the fact of her, of, about me seeing her comment as a negative. Mm-hmm. It was more positive than negative, mm-hmm. but I saw it as a negative. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to deal with that internally. So I had to take myself down the beach for a breathwork session mm-hmm. to come to terms with the fact that my ego now was poking out of place, trying to, trying to come back. I totally get it. And it's so funny because some people that are listening to this right now, it might sound like gibberish because you're like, wait, what? I'm kind of losing of what you're kind of saying here. And, th- and then there's going to be people who have done the work and who can identify, you know, that ego and who can identify those things. And when you can identify it, that's when you are in your body and you are not in your mind. Yes. And that is so important because your mind fucks shit up, literally can ruin your whole day. But if you can be in your body and you can recognize, like you can see the bigger picture, that's how you can live in peace like even if it's just peace for 15 minutes that 15 minutes that's not going to ruin your day and that's what and that's what and that's what um things things can take you out of that peaceful mindset very like, quick like, like i could just feel myself where am i going right now not in not 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 such a trivial things is it sets me off it sets other people off mm-hmm. and it's one of these trivial things where i thought yeah, i gotta catch this fucking early bro <laughs> because because I've I've had to die so many ego deaths already yeah. in relation to like you know retiring from being a professional boxing trainer and and knowing that was over to obviously you know the ego death I had to <laughs> suffer with like with, in presence of Lino and then the call to be conscious that kind of ego thing as well and all these different ego deaths that a man or a woman has to suffer when they're trying to develop themselves. Mm. Something like that, so it seems so fucking trivial, but that can switch you back to the fucking mm-hmm. the the re- and then and then you carry that through the rest of your day. Oh yeah, and it's totally. So another example for me is like with this show, like such beautiful feedback, amazing. I know I had a beautiful experience, and the feedback I've had on my socials and the messages and stuff has been like overwhelmingly lovely which is so nice and then I could maybe go into like the I'm a celeb page and someone will be like Davina who she's not even a celebrity don't think of myself as a celebrity by the way but just the fact of like I could read a shitty comment like that from fucking who knows who from who knows where Dave from from the outback (laughs) (laughs) exactly and I could read that shitty comment and I could completely forget about the abundance of love yeah. and how beautiful my family is and how much, you know, I, you know, just how great life is from that one tiny little thing. So yeah. you literally have to, you know, push your ego aside because otherwise that one shitty little thing can take away all of the amazing things that are happening. So, um, and, and it also makes you search out the bad if you haven't noticed. So when you have something negative like that, you're kind of like, I wonder what they're saying on this one. I wonder, oh, who else is saying bad shit? And then you seek it out, you seek out the bad stuff. So it's like a magnet. I I see a lot of like the the girls in your space do that, especially like models and stuff like that. They, they, they go out, then they start going out looking for it. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I've never resorted to that. But I know that the women that I looked after in, in, in that kind of space do. Mm. They go, they see the one, then they go looking for the next and the next and the next. And there's no, there's no, um, they're never going to get served in, in that environment. They're only yeah. going to get, they're only going to, you only get served what you seek. Yeah. So if you seek light, you get served light. If you seek darkness, you get served darkness. And if you're focusing on the darkness, you seek that out because it's all you're thinking about. Yeah. Um, so if you can try and just, you know, put one foot in front of the other and just really appreciate the amazing things, 
it will keep showing up for you over and over again. And so that's something that I've really, really tried to do over the past year. And I can safely say like the last year has hands down been the best year of my life. And I can guarantee that this year is going to blow last year out of the park because I'm just in that space. Like that's where I'm at. That's where I'm radiating. That's what's like, that's what I'm generating. That's where I'm at. There's no, there's no point in thinking about anything bad or there's no point in going backwards or living in the past. Like that shit is done. And I'm just like here to live my purpose. Yeah. I I felt like when I, when I met you that I'd met you at your, at your complete self, where Mm. where I think probably if I'd met, if I'd met you, when you're modelling in the old days, I perhaps wouldn't have met this. I met the same. We person. would not be having this conversation. Yeah, like yeah. no way. I definitely think um, I am like the best version of myself I've ever been for sure right now. And that only comes like I'm 30. You know, it's like no one knows what they're doing at 25, or some people do, and that's like amazing if you can figure that shit out. But it's like hard, and you have to have some like pretty tough experiences, I think, to be able to like realize that you know you is all you need like once you've got that right you're do, good do, do you think australia's got got an abundant amount of beautiful women right let's just be honest it yeah ha- it has got an abundant amount of naturally beautiful women mm-hmm. and there's lots of models here and there's lots of instagram going on lots of only fans all this stuff mm-hmm. do you think that young women in australia can get caught up in this like look at me, I'm this, I'm that kind of culture and kind of Mm -hmm. get taken along this toxic path. Mm -hmm. For sure. Especially, I think it's a lot harder now than what it ever has been because, you know, everyone is like famous in their own way. Everyone's trying to show up, you know, everyone's on Instagram. You can, with a click of a button, you can have full access to the most beautiful women in Australia. So I think there's more... Competi- not competition, but there's more, what's the word, like drive for women to want to look hotter, be skinnier, this, that and the other. Um, and like, I guess I, especially when I was modeling, that was like me, like I always just wanted to be like the hottest version of myself. But um, especially last year, I realized that my breast implants had um, like capsule contracture on both of them. And so get me. Whoa, slow down. What's capsule contraction? <laughs> so basically, it's when the capsule around your implant um, gets harder and harder and tighter and tighter. And so not only was I getting discomfort and pain and stuff like that, they were looking r- like full-on bolt-ons, which wasn't the worst thing. I didn't hate the look of them. But um, there was also a lot of like autoimmune issues that I was getting that I just could not pinpoint like for the life of me. See, there's there, a lot happening. There was a, there's, there's a lot of... There's a lot of um, people that there's whole pages on Instagram where women take out their their fake boobs totally because they say it affects their mental health. Well, there's look, there's still a lot of things being tested. There's not like a lot of research that's been done, but it's happening now. Um, and mine were 12 years old, so everyone who's kind of had them for around about that kind of time is like, hold up, this kind of stuff's happening to me. This is happening to me. Like I had brain scans. I've had every test under the sun to try and pinpoint where these symptoms were coming from and nothing. I was perfectly healthy on paper. And then finally, I was like, maybe I should get my implants checked, got them checked. And funnily enough, my body has been making this really tight um, capsule around them, basically kind of just wanting to push these foreign objects out. So you can imagine for 12 years, 
you know, I'm trying really hard to be as wellness as I can, but it's always like one step forward, two steps back because my body is constantly fighting, you yeah, know, something yeah, that yeah. I can't see. Because when I was reading about this, the body creates a lot of toxins in mm-hmm. relation to the, having the silicon implants within within you because yeah. obviously they're not meant to be there. Yeah, and that's and that's why, like, even like a, I was speaking to like this girl down who owns Eyebrow Boutique about this. Like, th- she had hers taken out because of the same thing. Like, you know, you just don't feel you don't feel yourself, do you? No, and it's you know some people it's really got to do with your own immune system too. Like, some people's immune systems can be like, cool, sweet, put fifty implants in me and it won't bother me, but. It's, not everyone's the same. Like maybe my immune system just did not, could not cope with having those objects in there or whatever. So anyway, I was like, okay, as soon as I got that news, I was like, well, get them out of me. Like now I just don't want them in me because I just want to be and feel healthy. Like that's all that matters. I need to be like the best mom I can be for my daughter. You know, looks to me was literally the last thing I was thinking about. Um, And everyone was like, oh my God, but like, are you going to get a lift? Are you going to get new boobs in? And I'm like, no, I just want them out. Just, you, just, you just rather be healthy. Yeah, but I think if that was to happen to me maybe five years ago, I would be like, yep, I'm going to get like a fat transfer from the fat from my, you know, butt into my boobs. And like, I, you know, looking good is probably my number one priority back then. Um, and Whereas feeling good is, is your number one priority now. Absolutely. And like, yeah, it, even that for me was a bit of a aha moment. I was like, wow, I wonder if I could have made the decision that easily a few years ago. Like, I wonder if I hadn't done that year of work, you know, how I would have felt about that. And yeah, it was definitely daunting because like, like we were talking about before we started recording, you losing your hair and stuff. It's kind of like for a woman to lose their breasts, it's a little bit like, Oh yeah. shit, especially when like I wanted them in there in the first place to feel more feminine. Yeah, 100%. Um I was like, how is this going to go? But as soon as they were out, I was like, fuck yeah, I can run faster, I can do like push-ups properly, I can lay on my stomach properly. Like it, I was just like, and I mean, they're not like the best looking, sorry, we're talking about my tits, but they're not like you know, the best things in the world right now, but I don't fucking care. Like, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. so happy and I, I don't mind. But this, this, I love this because this is all about becoming more comfortable within yourself. And when it came, yeah. when, when you just mentioned obviously my hair and we were talking about it, it's like, and I tell the lads this who listen to the podcast and have got this far, it's like, and the women too, like, I, I love being bald, right? Mm-hmm. But but obviously when you start losing your losing your hair, you think to yourself as a man, you're like, oh shit, is my career with women over? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, am I going to ever be able to, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you all, you think you think about all this kind of stuff going through your mind. Mm-hmm. But what I can tell you, honestly, is whether it's your boobs, whether it's my hair, whether it's, you've got a lisp, right? Or mm-hmm. the only one that really, truly gives a fuck about it is you, mm-hmm. right? That's the truth. Yeah. The rest of the world I, you didn't walk in here today and I didn't think, ah, oh, Davina's boobs are fucking... I didn't even think about your boobs. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. But this... this, yeah. this, this we, 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 As human beings, we put an emphasis on ourselves about what other people think of us in this environment, in this environment, yeah. with this, with that, with that. Yeah. We look at... We, we have insecurities about our crow's feet or our fucking forehead needs this or wh- whatever it could be. Hair, right? Mm-hmm. Men, especially, it's hair. No one gives a fuck. Mm. 
my my biggest problem with men is this, right? Like in terms of like with the hair debacle, you either fucking have abundant amount of hair or you go bald, right? The in between shit where you're trying to fucking save it and solve it and trying to comb bits over and all this stuff, mm. that just shows women and that just shows you and other men as well that you're uncomfortable with yourself. Yeah. So the best the best solution for that as a man is to either ex- is either to Go to fucking Turkey or go wherever you got to go to get your hair replaced and put your put it back if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Or shave the fucker off and, and accept the fact that you're bored and move on. Mm-hmm. Don't live in this fucking thing I call no man's land where you're trying to comb bits over, put bits back in place. Don't mm-hmm. live in this fucking no man's land with, 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 with your tits if you're a girl. Like... Do, do, this no man's land, there's no growth there. You can't, no man's land, that's what gives you the anxiety. That's what gives you the f- feelings that you're not moving in the right direction. That's what causes all the stress and all the toxins in your body is living in that no man's land. Mm. But here's the thing. You are choosing to live there. Mm. No one else is choosing it for you. And today, when you listen to this, if that drops in your ear at the right time, you can choose not to live there as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's powerful. It's like what we were literally just talking about, like let your light introduce you before you do so if you're in no man's land and you're worrying about your hair if you're a a chick worrying about you know your thighs or this that and the other like when you go to the club and you're standing there don't like it is very obvious that you are insecure about whatever's going on because you're there playing with your hair you're there kind of pulling your dress down you're there thinking about the things that you're most stressed out about because you're choosing to be insecure about it like if you walk in there and you just like own that shit, walk in with confidence, your head held high, that is what introduces you to people and that people just go, shit, you know, I didn't even notice your hair. I didn't even notice that you've lost a tooth in the front. Like <laughs> that people don't notice that shit when you have your confidence and you are just like yeah. living, you know, your vibe is good. That's what speaks volumes about you. It's just about working more on the energy and how you feel about yourself than it is about the other shit that you think is important. Totally. Because all that other stuff is all external noise that mm-hmm. where you could be creating move, real movements in your life. Yeah. And a lot of people that listen to this are, are listening to this because they, they want more success or whatever success is to them. They want more money or they want more wealth or they want more fucking, they want to create an econ brand or whatever they want to do. There's loads of different topics, you'd, reasons you'd listen to this. It's empowering, right? It's trying to be empowering content, right? But empowerment starts within yourself first. You cannot go and impact, imp- you cannot go and empower another part of your life, i.e. your wealth, your fucking physical or anything like that until you feel the best version of yourself within yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's lots of people out there working on their body and their body looks like an, a Greek Adonis, but the inside's shot to pieces. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So they might have got to look like the Greek Adonis by taking steroids, which means there's fuck their inter- internals. There's always, there's always a cost. Every, 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 everything has a cost associated, yeah. right? The, the, the best return on investment that you can make is to work on yourself, sit, sit with yourself in stillness, listen and learn more about who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. That is, that is going to give you the best return on investment because when you learn about more who you are, you're going to align with more things that align with you. Mm-hmm. And everything that you're finding so hard to find right now, the relationship you want, the wealth you want in your life, comes from becoming more comfortable within. Oh, preach. Absolutely. And, you know, when you start doing your work and you're focusing on your own shit, 
that's when like the magic happens. When you least expect it, you know, the opportunities will arise. You know, the, the guy, the nice guy that you truly deserve will arise because you're operating within that frequency, you know, like you're working on yourself, you know what you deserve because you're giving that to yourself. You're giving yourself that time, you're giving yourself that love, that attention um, and that's what you will attract. So yeah, can't agree with you more. Yeah, because when, even, even if we go into like the hookup culture that we've all been through, right? Male, female, we've all been through the hookup culture. When you're going through the when you're going through the hookup culture, you're 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 lowering your self worth every time that you go through this kind of culture and mm-hmm. this and the other. And as you lower and you just basically te- te- telling yourself a, a false narrative, and you're just yeah. lo- lowering your lowering the worth within yourself, and it's just a it's just a spiraling effect. Yeah. And even that there, that topic of discussion affects all these things that everyone wants that listens to this podcast too. Like mm. all your all your wealth creation, all your personal development, ev- all your mindset, everything like that is all attached to that. Mm. So the, the vices that usually get people are sex, alcohol, drugs, right? Mm. All three of them, all three of them, that if 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 done to 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 a, a toxic extent will, will lower your self worth enough or open you up to other things that, yeah. that, that stop you getting what you truly want mm-hmm. because there's a disparity between the authentic version of yourself in your true light of who you actually who actually know to know to be and mm-hmm. then who you turn up as the world as yeah and yeah. that's a real fucking problem I remember when I was single like I very much was in like I was like, you know, I'm an independent woman, which is very true, like independent, like loved doing my own shit, but also loved love and affection and like affirmations and all that kind of stuff. However, I would show up as like, well, I'm independent, like, yep, I meet you, hook up with you. And then like, that's it. It doesn't phase me. Um, so I kind of put up like these walls and like this kind of badass vibe when it came into like going into dates as if like, oh, I don't really need you. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. because I thought which, that which, that which was... most Which most women between the age of 20 and 30 are doing. Yes, because you think that men want an independent woman, blah, 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 blah. Fuck no. Which is, you know, that is appealing for sure. But like what I really wanted was some, for someone to grab my face and be like, I love you. You're amazing. You're worthy. Like I, that's what you want. So then when, you know, I wasn't getting that kind of love or the chase or whatever, after a date or after a hookup or whatever, I would just be like, oh, okay, well, next time I've just got to not care as much. So then I'd go into the next date, even more badass. So, so you roll on a bit more damaged every time. Exactly. And when I, all I really needed was like love and affection and all this kind of stuff, but, but you're who, too but, worried to but, show up as that because it's scary. But who has to give themselves that love and affection first? You. Absolutely. You have to give yourself that first before yep. anyone else can give it to you. Yeah, right? for because, sure. Because with all, a man could turn up with the most love in the world, right? Mm. If she's not ready to receive that love because she's independent woman over here, mm-hmm. and all the, all this independent woman, single lady, like Beyonce single lady song, all that shit, it's all bollocks. It's it's all absolute crap. Like it's 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 just it's just teaching teaching these walls to be between men and women. Well, it's like a what you what you, what do you perceive as independent? Like you can be independent and like on your own shit, but also have like a beautiful, loving man. It's about, but isn't, isn't and him? You know, isn't the word empowered rather empowered, than empowered? Yeah, right. I, I believe not in so empowered. Okay, yeah. I believe in empowered rather than independent. Yes, I'm not saying you can't be empowered and independent at that time. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just don't believe that 
like if if a woman's if a woman says she wants to be independent mm-hmm. and she, and she it's usually down to the fact that she's had a bad relationship with a man in the past yeah right and she's had a bad experience mm-hmm. and she's not dealt with it that's why she wants this independence that's why she's like i can do my shit on my own mm. because she's had a bad experience yeah not because that's the reality of what she truly wants true do you know yeah. what i'm saying absolutely cuz like if you look back through like years and years of time and and how the world's like gone through life and and science and that that's thousands of years says it's not like that do you know what i mean so like it can't it can't be the last 20 that we've all of a sudden the psychology of humans has changed yeah i think i yeah it's a hard one i think it's just we don't really even know (laughs) we don't even really know what love and stuff looks like anymore i feel like everyone's just so self-obsessed in creating like an image of what they think they need to be that you don't even know what you're looking for anymore. How did how did you how did you pivot? Because obviously, when you, you you had like this this um, you went on married at first sight, you got a bit of a a, a, a bad attention with the press in relation to married at first sight. They came mm-hmm. after you. They went a bit of a bit of a witch hunt type thing. That kind of ex- as a woman, you can, you can become bitter about that and kind of build a wall between you and men on the on the basis of how a reality TV shows turned you out to look based on their editing right yeah how did you go from being put out into the public domain as this Mm -hmm. to finding your like your perfect partner and all that kind of stuff and and then aligning that together it was really funny that whole experience um like it was a lot at the time but what i figured out really quickly was that like all of that noise doesn't exist if i don't turn my phone on if i don't watch tv that that is some powerful shit yeah literally like i don't have to look at it i don't have to listen to it it's a choice yeah and there is actually like i still have my amazing family i still have my beautiful friends and there's actually a big bad world out there um but but you don't have to tune into it yeah i don't have to tune into that stuff so i really disconnected and i really went inwards and i really just kind of was forced to be like okay I'm, this is my life. This is what is really going on. This is real, you know, but that doesn't have to be what's stressing me out right now. So I think I was really um, like, first of all, my fiance and I have been friends for years and he was there through like that whole time. And you just really appreciate like the true real, like actual real people that are in your life, not this online bullshit that's just in the meta, whatever it's called. Um, What is it? Metaverse. Metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like, I don't know, it just kind of really taught me what's real and what's not. And I was like, okay, like I do have power over, you know, how I'm feeling and who I'm seeing and who I'm talking to. Um, So for that, I kind of was just like a bit, gracious about it I was like you know this can either break me or I can just like do my own thing and I did my own thing and it like it worked out in the best like yes it was like pretty hectic hectic at the time but you know every week I noticed there was a new person that was getting ratted on and like there was a new article or someone's been caught with drugs or someone's got a DUI like all of you know every week there's something else going on. Someone's going to always dig up something. Totally. Negative. And I, it, it just really sh- like opened my eyes to like, wow, that's the world we live in. The, this news, like it's pop culture, like this, it's not real. After, after you put yourself in that position with reality TV a couple of times on a couple of these dating shows, mm-hmm. 
and the experience that you'd had and the kind of news that you'd seen and everything, what made you want to go back into the reality TV? Because obviously you had, by this point, you've, you'd have you obviously authored a, a successful children's book mm-hmm. and you're selling that and you had other stuff going on. You're doing yeah. a bit of modelling and all this other stuff. What made you want to step back into the reality TV side of things? Um, so one of the big executive producers, um, I've actually worked with him on a stint that I did with Big Brother back in, oh, 2009, I think. Yeah. Mm. And, um, yeah, he called me, he's like, what do you think about I'm a celebrity? I was like, fuck no. Like, no, that's the show that you want to watch when you're in the comfort of your own home, knowing that you don't have to do any of that shit. Like, it was just, I was like, no way. And then he's like, look, I think it would be a perfect opportunity for you. It's such a fun, family-friendly, just no bullshit show, no drama. Like, the drama comes from the trials. Um, and I think, like, this could be the perfect time for you. And he was absolutely right because there's no way I could have done it closer to, you know, when maths was happening because I think that was just – that would have been too much me trying to ride the fame train when for the past five years I just didn't want the fame train. I just wanted to do my own thing. Whereas now enough time had passed for me to be like, okay, look, I've been out of the public eye. Um, I've, I'm in probably the best place of my life, especially mentally too. And I think maths really put some – like full-on doubts and fears into me. And I was just very comfortable in my own comfort zone, you know. I don't want to put myself out there for scrutiny. Um, And I was also really just kind of petrified to put myself back out there. I never wanted to do it again because I was very happy and comfortable finally. And I was like, you know what, like – I do have some fire left in me and I think I could handle it. And I also don't think it would be anything like the experience that I had because it's a completely different ball game. And I know me. My family know me. I have an and amazing before community. before you didn't know yourself. No, and I didn't really know what I was kind of showing up as either. I was quite naive about the whole thing. Like I had no idea what reality TV show, like what reality TV was like. So I was just like, yes, yes, I trust you. Like now everyone knows what reality TV is like. So I was like, you know what, what can go wrong? Like it's fun. It's for a charity as well. Um, and I had an amazing charity that I would have loved to have win, you know, a hundred thousand dollars for. So I'm like, spoke to my family and everyone was like, do it. Like, I think you'd be awesome. And to have that kind of reassurance from my family. After um, they've seen you go through what you've already been through. Exactly. I was like, you know what? I don't have to be scared. Like, I think I could do this and I don't, yeah, I'm just going to do it. And I did it. And like, it was the best experience of my life. The people I met were amazing. The experience, um, the, just the, even being able to just jump out of my comfort zone and do television again, to do publicity again. Because um, wasn't Joey Essex in there as well? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good friend of ours. So, like, just the people we met. And I was like, wow, like, yesterday um, I had a full day of publicity for the show, like, 5 a.m. till 5 p.m., just back-to-back interviews. And it was all so amazing and positive. And last night I had to kind of sit to myself and was like, Wow. I think I've closed that chapter. I think I've closed that like chapter of hurt and pain and scared and I think that's gone for me now. Do you, 
So if, if, if you were going to advise the listeners on how they could ha- find themselves more in terms of like what, what would your most powerful piece of advice be? In it to, if someone wants to find their most authentic self, what would, yeah. what would your most powerful advice be for, to let them do that? So I love going on like retreats or yoga retreats or um, just health retreats. And I did my first one right when I was at rock bottom um, and I just – took myself away for a few days and enrolled in like a program and just try just being alone by myself and that was the best thing I could have done because now I crave were you, that. Were you journaling or were you working? Journaling, there were treatments, there was seminars, um, all of that kind of stuff. There was exercise and just movement and time to sit and reflect and – yeah, and I mean, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars to go on a retreat, but book yourself in a hotel somewhere. Go away, go camping for a weekend, just you, and just sit and think and look around you and just realize that, like, your reality, you can create your reality. You can, your reality is what you make it. Yeah. You know, choose what you want to fill your day with. Um, and now I crave that kind of stuff. I crave going out by myself and learning new things, learning breath work, meeting new people who are on the same path as me. Um, look that, at your friends too. And, and that's what happens, you see, when you go and put yourself in different environments like mm. the breath work thing. Like when I went to that breath work retreat and you were there, I was compl- that was completely out of my comfort zone compared to I've never done same. Any, I've never I've never done anything like that before, but I knew yeah. that I knew that on the other side of doing something like that that's 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 potentially you could shy away from is mm-hmm. is is the growth yeah. and that's what i would encourage everyone that listens this to do is just put themselves in more situations which 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 to them on the outside think you think oh that's not really me yeah let me tell you something about yourself right now you don't know who the fuck you are right now like you don't know what's you and what's not you unless you try it mm-hmm. i was doing bjj the other day with a brown belt my that, mate jay that still gets me every time but, you say that you, you, <laughs> Jiu-jitsu, right? I was doing jiu-jitsu with my... With, so so when you've been around boxing, and that, that's one form of martial art, and there's 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 a lot of ego around... You know, a lot of my mates are very successful doing that, and there's a lot of ego around that. To go back to being what the term is, a white belt, a white, you know, a white belt in life, you know, you're learning something new, you don't know anything about it, what, uh, you know, that's that's the term I'm using here. To go back to being a white belt and not knowing anything about this thing, but just going in there thinking, do you know what? I'm just going to embrace this for what it is and just kind of, it it was refreshing. Mm. It was refreshing. There was yeah. a lot of growth because a lot of, a lot, say like you're, when you first started modeling, it was very daunting to you. It's like you stood in front of a camera, you didn't know all the poses, you didn't know, but you start to, you, you, st- you wanted to do it, you, st- you stood up to it, you, you got there, you did the thing, you got better, you got better, you got better. Now you're a master at it, now you know how to hit every pose going, right? But then, if you, you know, in order to continue that growth in your life, you have to go and start something new and try something else which yeah. is which is what you've which is what you've essentially done yeah with everything that you've done in life you probably don't realize it but that's essentially what you've done mm-hmm. and that's essentially what i'm telling everyone who listens to this to do as well it's like it's all right people many people say about getting in routine and something about and i love routine but then your routine your routine can lead can can lead to boredom which which then leads you to think that you're not getting where you want to get to in life which mm. is not exactly the truth so I, because I've got routine to being all right, I will sit there and I sometimes think I'm not doing anything in life. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm, oh, Frankie, you're stalling. 
because I've got this routine. But yeah. really, that just means I need to add something else into my life that's new, that's in- inspiring, that's like, yeah. that's to pep things up a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's all that I want to encourage people to do. Listen to this, like put some, go, go and start a martial art, go and do, do something for yourself to go and take yourself away to this retreat, go and change your environment mm. in order to change, change your thoughts as well. And when you have routine, you become complacent, which can ultimately mean that you're quite comfortable there. So, um, like you were saying, do something new, do something new for yourself. If you've been looking at, you know, if something's been popping up to you lately, maybe just go, you know what, I'm going to do that. Or yes, I'm going to start that course. Um, and that was what happened with the jungle. Like I was like, no, I've built this really cozy comfort zone around me for the last four years. The last thing I want to do is just like potentially throw myself to the dogs again. Um, but I did it and it was hard and I conquered like a massive fear of heights. Like you saw me on your balcony. I was like, no, nah, can't deal. Um, but, you know, I, I conquered like a massive fear of heights and I did like some scary nightmare kind of shit. And I got out of there and I was like, whoa, I can do anything. And here I was like, I've just been a little bit dragging my feet because it's nice there. It's kind of nice to drag my feet because at least I know what I'm expecting every day back then. But now I'm like, I don't know what to expect now and I love it. Well, the tr- the truth is we don't know. How, like we've got an expiry date. Let's just be fucking honest. The mm. reason, the, what kicked me really off into podcasting and, get, and, and starting to get the voice out there and starting to put content out on the internet, what really kicked me off was the thought of like, I sat there and I was like, do you know what? One day I'm going to die. And if I die without putting my voice out to the world and without leaving some form of value on the planet when I'm gone, I haven't really served my purpose in life. I haven't really done what I came here to do. We, we, all, have a, we all have a kind of a, a purpose, a reason for being, but we have to understand that we're, we're not here for an infinite amount of time. We're here for a limited amount of time. And we don't know when, we don't know if we're going to get stopped out by a bus on the road tomorrow or we're going to have a car crash or what, what we're going to, what's, there's so many things that could happen to us. Mm-hmm. So we've got to make sure that while we're fucking here, we're turning up every day and just trying to be the fucking greatest version of ourselves. It's not going to fucking run smoothly every day. Yeah. But you just got to give it. You got to have a. You you got to have, have a crack. You got to have a damn good shot. Yeah. You know what I mean. People judge people like yourself that have been on reality TV a lot. Right? They mm-hmm. judge people a lot. And I'm sure people can can see how much substance you have in you with the conversation that we're having on this podcast. But but from the outside, people be like, ah, oh, you know, pretty woman, been on been on reality TV. What she what value she got to to give? Do you know what I mean? Because that's how mm. people judge the world, don't they? But it's like you've before the age of 30 you've done three reality tv programs you know mm. you've done this you've done that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do a hell of a lot more by the time you're 40 35 40 you've got so much so much opportunity and that's another thing by putting yourself in the situations like the reality tv stuff you create so many more opportunities in your life mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? and that's it um i also have to be smart about it because like i've been my own boss since i can remember like i've had jobs here and there, but I think probably like by the time I was like 21, I was just, I just haven't had a job since because I've just created my own opportunities every time. Um, Created like random companies here and there, like an arts, like clothing label, everything. Like, so I think moving forward for me, like, you know, I want to continue to create a life like that for myself. And if that means that to be able to like keep an audience, like 
social media is so important to my businesses and my brand. So, you know, I do have to put in the work and that does mean getting out of my comfort zone. And it's not necessarily like seeking fame or anything like that, but I do want to serve that community and moving forward, I will continue to like produce books and things that can help you know, the community, little kids, things like that. And if it means that I have to step out of my comfort zone and do these hard things sometimes, then I'm going to do it because that's my goal. Like my goal is to continue being my own boss yeah, and continue providing for my family like that. And if you, and if you, you can get a lot, of, um, a lot of substance out of the fact that a lot of people like yourself, me, we work more hours on what we're passionate about than we would work if we had if we had a job. Oh yeah. Like I don't think people realize the hours that go into creating a children's book or the hours that go into creating a a, a top fifty podcast. I mean the, the fucking the time you, you I mean mm-hmm. you could even relate to them how long it takes to book a guest to get someone to on the show and all this other stuff. Like it's so much time in that, but it's so worth it because you you put all that time and effort in and then when you get the conversation and then people start messaging you going you know what this 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 really resonated with me and it changed my life that's what makes it worth it it's like Mm. what was it that made you though write a mindfulness book for children because that that's what that's what that's what hit me because like obviously i know lots of people that have written children's books in england and that but when when i was reading about your book it's all about like teaching kids mindfulness and about how they you you explain it better so I've got two the first one's called empowered moo and that is an affirmation book for kids like for toddlers um and how that came about is I was just listening to like my Spotify and I was listening to this song and it was called like girl power or lady powers or something and I was just like oh I love that I'm like you know, like young girls these days, like just really don't know the kind of power that they have within themselves. And this is like within the year of like my growth too. So I was like really finding my voice and my power again. And I'm like, God, I just hope my daughter knows her worth, yeah, her worth, her substance. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to like make a book based on her. So it's called Empowered Moo, My Daughter's Me, like AKA Moo. Um, and the character just looks looks just like her. And each page is just a beautiful affirmation. Like, I am worthy. I'm beautiful. I'm smart. I'm kind. What, um, what I'm a, deserving of love. What a beautiful thing for children to read, though. Cause yeah. Because. And they know it off by heart. Like I have videos that mums have sent in of their like two-year-olds saying, I am beautiful. I am kind. My daughter does it to the mirror every day. Looks at herself. I am beautiful. I am kind. Like, what a great thing to teach their subconscious mind. Exactly. Um, and even just looking at the picture themselves, like she knows, oh, like I'm deserving of love and that's mummy and daddy and, you know, yes. those sorts of things. And like the last one's my favorite page because it's like I can change – oh, I can make a difference. And um, it's like a little image of Moo cuddling the world. And I'm like, that's so powerful. Like it doesn't matter who you are, how big or small or – you have a voice and you can make a difference no matter who you are. Yes. So that was um, that was the first one. And then the second one is a mindfulness book. So it's basically, you know, teaching kids deliberate awareness and how to be still and how to be mindful when talking to others. We touch on like inclusion on how, you know, all humans don't look the same, but we should treat them with, you know, care and compassion and love. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's also like a nice 
nice prompts on to like how to breathe. So at the end, it's like, you know, breathe with Moo and teaches you to breathe in and out. And it's really funny, like my daughter, whenever she'll see like a crystal around the house, she'll like put it on her heart and go, (sighs) it's really cute. So I just love that I've been able to, you know, teach Mila these beautiful little practices and I just wanted to be able to give that out um, as a tool for other mums as well. So how old would a child start doing that? Oh, maybe like one and a half. Really? Like Mila was Mila's been doing the crystal thing since she was a baby. That's that that is some really powerful stuff, you know, because yeah. because I've never I can remember from school, like the books that we had, but like Where's Wally and stuff like that, like mm. where you fi- where you physically finding something, or you're, or you're adding something up, or you're doing this, you're doing that. But to actually teach children self worth, mm. that that resonates with me so much because so many, if you don't learn it as a child, you'll have to um, come become peaceful with it when you're an adult. All the work that I've done with breath work and everything that everyone's heard me talk about through this podcast and the learnings about, you know, the breakups with the breakup, um, the breakups with women and dealing with um, things with my mom and all this stuff and all this. It comes from not having that instilled as me as a child. Totally. I don't even think I knew what the word mindfulness was until like a few years ago. I don't even think like I just didn't even really know. You know, like I just had no idea that there was like this whole world of just like peace and mindfulness and self-awareness. I think I was just in autopilot like my whole life, just like going through the motions and just day by day when, you know, you can just live with so much more purpose and it's so much more fulfilling when you are living that way. hundred percent. And that's, that's exactly why I have these kind of podcasts alongside the, the people doing 400 mil in an e-com brand. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because to do that, you need to be mindful. Totally. Right? Yeah. The peop- a lot, Sometimes the people that are doing that don't even realise how mindful they are mm-hmm. because they've probably never wrapped mindfulness around it. But it's very important that everyone understands that in order to get to wherever you want to go, you have to first learn all this kind of stuff and start putting these daily practices in to give yourself the self-worth to be able to go and achieve everything else that you want to achieve. Yeah. It doesn't... Because if, if you... Let's just take this podcast, for example, like I've just said, the trajectory of it is only happening because of the work that I've done. Mm-hmm. The work that I've done is kind of what you, you're instilling into children when, when they're one and a half, two years old. That is some powerful shit. Thank you. That is some powerful shit. No, I fully resonated with it. Aww. When I was reading the website, I was like, mindfulness for kids. What? That's fucking so good. <laughs> because, Thank you. Be, be, no, it is because not many... You know, if 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 a young girl or a young boy is telling themselves that they love themselves every day, that they're worthy, and this and other, when someone tells them at school at four or five years old, they don't mean this to each other. But when mm-hmm. they tell them that, like something that makes them feel dis disempowered, mm-hmm. they're not as likely to take it to heart and take it on and then carry that pebble through adult life. Because a lot of the pebbles that everyone that listens to this podcast is facing, right? And the triggers that you face come from your childhood. Mm-hmm. They're all instilled within you before eight years old. That's why what that book that you've created, but if if they can get that in their minds between the age of two and eight, and and work on that subconscious, they can they can really do make moves in their adult life because that's when that's when all the the pet that's when you collect all these little oh my mum doesn't love me shit oh my my dad. 
my dad mistreats me. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. do you know what I mean? I'm not worthy. You pick up all these pebbles, you put them in your backpack, and by if you if they're still in there by the time you're eight years old, they'll be in there when you're 33 years old. Yeah. And and when you're 33 years old, you'll think to yourself, why why do I repeat this same pattern with women? Why 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 do I keep attracting the same type of man in my life? Mm-hmm. The reason is because the subconscious mind is carrying dramas and carrying these pebbles that you've picked up when you're a child mm. and it's as simple as that and uh, not many people realize it yeah i think another thing for like the books as well is trying to create more conscious parents too you know yeah. so you know the parent is a person reading these affirmations and reading this mindfulness book and it's a, it's a gentle reminder like hey you can do this too and like hey you don't have to be so hard on yourself either and it kind of it's a nice reminder generational healing totally it's a nice reminder to be like hey this is what i went through we don't have to do this for our kids we can we can build their we can build a beautiful foundation for them to achieve anything that they want. So um yeah, it's it's a nice little reminder for us as well because it's hard like you're still thinking about a million different things as a mum always. Um, but it's just nice to know that like you can you do have the power to like give your kids the tools to have a really beautiful and pros- prosperous life. I love it. Have you ever read Joe Dispenza's books? Like breaking the habit of being yourself, or no? I read. Um, f- is that fiber fueled? No. no, no. Who is that? Um, I don't know that one. Someone else. No, but, but I've but, listened to his podcast. But Doctor Joe Dispenza talks about the quantum field. Yes, and he talks about putting things into into the quantum field to make them a reality and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He talks about generational healing through DNA lines, through mindfulness meditation, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when I first started reading about this about four and a half years ago, I thought this is fucking woo woo. But as I've gone on and as I've learned more and more and more, I'm like, this guy is is onto it. He's onto it, like in terms of like the mm. generational healing. And it and it's so profound because I um I went to see Mitchell Orville the other week at his house and we were sat there and we were talking about some of the stuff because he's obviously been through a hell of a journey. Mm. Um and he's decided to hang up his social media hat and he doesn't do that anymore he doesn't not even he's not on, even logged on for the last three or four months wow he's he's he's, he's really developed as a man you know I, i'm as a friend i'm really proud of him mm. oh, ser- seriously he's, he's different different it's he's crazy different, because he's, considering his whole career just started on social media his whole career started it's on just gone yeah. full but he's, yeah. su- he's such a lovely lad right he's got so mm. much value to add to the world honestly and i, I can't speak highly high, higher of him than that but we were talking and he said with all the work that he had done on himself, he had noticed it heal his family. Like in terms of because he had, because he had gone. Do you know what? No one else is gonna. No one else is gonna heal, heal everything for me. I'll start working on myself. And as he starts to work on himself, and he starts to level himself up, it's it's radiated through his whole family: his sister, his mum, his dad, his other his other brother, their family, and it's just it's just brought it's brought like a generational type healing throughout the whole everyone started to sort their shit out because mm. of the nature of doing the work themselves. Yeah. And that, and isn't that beautiful and powerful at the same time? Because you, because even if, even if you're from, even if you look at your family and think, ah, oh, you know, they're not fucking ideal, you know, mm-hmm. you, because everyone thinks to themselves, oh, I'm the five people I surround myself with them. You know, my mum's negative or my dad's negative or this and the other. But if you just start working on yourself, you can change 
it's like it's contagious. So just like negativity is contagious, like if you're around someone who's a real downer, you'll end up being like, oh, like I feel off. But I feel like, you know, positivity and light and all of that is even more contagious because when you leave someone who's beaming, you kind of walk away and you're like, oh, I need a bit more of that in my life. Yeah. You're like, you want that? The attractive character. You have a taste of it and you're like, I want to be that person. I want to do what he's doing because whatever he's doing is working, you know. And it's it's that's what's even happened with my friends and I. Like over the past year, I have so many people being like, oh, I need some more Dabby in my life or maybe I need to go on a retreat or maybe I should eat more plant-based. Like you influence people accidentally because it's going so well for you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And you even brought some of your friends to the Breathwork event, didn't you? Yeah, and, yeah. And... and, and, and they were totally, um, from what they were doing, they were probably totally out of place. That wasn't something out that was in, in line with what they would normally do. Absolutely. Especially like um, <laughs> yeah. Chloe, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, like like a breastwork thing, it's Cl- definitely not. Because Chloe, 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 Chloe's a wild one, isn't she? She's like, does like oh yeah, the, she's, she, she's she's my wild friend. She's actually planning my hens, and I'm fucking terrified. Having your having your hens planned by 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 Chloe off OnlyFans is a bit wild. I know, but, um, <laughs> but she she is like she's like a nice girl. yes, she's Chloe off OnlyFans, but she's also like the she's a, deepest. She's, she's a nice girl. Yeah. Oh my god, she's the most incredible person. And like you know, I I say you know, do you want to come to this breath work with me? She's like. Ugh okay I guess but she even got just so much from it and she now is like messaging me hey babe I saw that there's like this yoga thing on the weekend do you want to come with me I'm like who are you so you know it it is contagious and when you do start have feeling really good um it's it's easy to want more of it yeah I do I do I do I do feel for like the some of those girls that get tarnished with the only fans girl stuff because the the that that whole that whole narrative is a bit soul destroying in itself in it and you can get yeah. you can get dragged into a vortex with that it's like Davina from maths <laughs> yeah but um but also like i think it's you have a lot more power like anything that you put out or how much work you want to do is within you know it you're in control of it which i think is nice um and i mean Chloe's the one laughing she's the one with her beautiful apartment now she doesn't have to she's not dependent on anyone and she's, it's, she's doing the independent woman you know thing, but, yeah. but also she is also like a really loving and kind she's, she's a nice person. girl yeah, so yeah. like yeah she, she can hustle hard and it might not be like the most conservative of jobs but you know she's smart in the way that she and there, there are a lot of women that can do OnlyFans um, I think it's just the, the name OnlyFans has such like a stigma around. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. They, they, they OnlyFans wanted to sign me as um, to their platform to yeah. be a podcaster because you can do a lot of things and on OnlyFans. I, and, and and it it I didn't want to I didn't want to be tied to them as a platform mm. because of the stigma that's around the platform. Yeah, because it's it's not the narrative that I want to play out, I'll just, I would rather just wait longer and I'll do another deal with someone else or, or whatever will happen. Make your own or, my, or, or yeah, wh- whatever. Like I'm just happy. I'm just happy with the content being on YouTube rather than I didn't want to be associated with, 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 with that brand. Yeah. With the, with the way the brand's positioned at this current time, mm-hmm. if it changes, we can reevaluate. But at the moment, the way mm-hmm. it's, the way it's, positioned is not ideal for podcasters that are yeah. trying to inspire and take people to the next level yeah but on on that i just want to bring up something else that that came through at that event that we were at 
because I think this is a powerful, there's a powerful learning in this. So there was a, when we were at Call to Conscious, do you remember that event, uh, the, the, um, the, the part of the event where there was a part where we all, where like the men had to stand in the line and the women had to stand in the line. Mm-hmm. And so powerful. It's amazing. Yeah. This, and I want, I want people to understand this, right? So there was a part, this really, this made me cry. Mm. This affected me that much. I cried, mm. right? The women were asked to stand in the middle of the room, shut their eyes and trust men, mm-hmm. right? Now, these are women from all different walks of life that have been through all different types of things. We don't know what they've been through. Mm. And then we were, we, we, we were told to go and hug these women with, with what, and, and give them what was termed as unconditional love, mm-hmm. right? <sighs> Fucking hell. It makes me teary just talking and thinking about it. (laughs) It fucking got me. It fucking got me because obviously like, like it just got me. So imagine this, right? I'm not a fucking, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a mass elite. I'm not mad, a mad emotional guy. I've got, got, I am emotional, but like I'm not, you know, like cry, like a cry, cry guy, right? (laughs) But when you see women there stood there, Ready to receive what they what what is being uh, as unconditional love, and then and then and then you see a man hug this because you've obviously you got you girls at the time have got this have got your eyes shut, you don't know who's hugging you or whatever, whatever, and then you see these women get hugged with what is unconditional love from from this guy who's, who's obviously being respectful and all that stuff, and you see these women break down mm. in front of you because they've never truly felt safe and unconditional love before. Mm-hmm. And then you realise as a man what is wrong with society. Mm-hmm. Because it's like most of most of this most of this independent women stuff, most of this wall that is built up is just because of the, they build this barrier because they they fear. Because of the fear mm. of the feeling. And it's and I probably haven't done the explanation of that a justice of service. But I can honestly tell you from the outside perspective, I'd never seen the outside perspective of how women feel before until I'd seen that in real life. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, and it, and it's forever imprinted on my mind now with how I, cause I have a lot of banter, but I'm also mindful, really mindful now of like the, the, the that feeling and, and the trust and respect of the of of the of the woman and all that stuff that I learned That's through so what nice. through watching, mm. and it was it wasn't a, me and you went through it so and a lot a lot of people won't stand it but it's very it's a very very fucking powerful powerful thing to see I don't know if you can describe it any better than I could but well in reverse from my perspective um like the men had to do the same thing you guys had to stand there and us as women had to had to didn't have to like we were you know they said to go up and give love or unconditional love however you wish to give it so if that meant like holding holding someone's hand or giving them a hug or whatever like go and do that and I remember walking up to this one guy and just giving him like a big bear hug and he was just howling crying and just 
bawled his eyes out and then at one point he had like three of us there like one lady was holding his hand another another and, one like and, had their hands on his shoulders and and this and this can seem woo woo if you're listening to this but this is all about healing generational trauma yeah like he and probably never had that and generational trauma is 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 whether you believe it or not generational trauma is in with, is within all of us yeah right whether you've dealt with it or not is another fucking thing. I've I I talk openly about dealing with mine, mm. and unless you can talk openly about dealing with yours, you've not dealt with it, mm-hmm. right? I want you to understand that because what Davina's saying right now, it's like this 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 lad wasn't just um, he. I remember this guy that you're talking about. He wasn't he, the reason he was crying is because all his life he, I believe that he had built this big external thing. Mm-hmm as this independent man, so to speak, this hard exterior type person. Yeah. But be, but he'd never felt that, that that acceptance from a woman before. And that, yeah. and that destroyed him. Yeah. And even for me, I remember when I had my eyes closed, like I was getting hugs and like, like I don't know any of, I didn't know any of you guys. And coming into that day, you're so nervous being like, oh my God, it's a new thing. Like this is, I'm nervous. Like, do these people look at me think like, oh, she's not hippie enough to be here or like do, do they, you yeah, know, Yeah, because we're both, we're both not hippie, are we? Let's be honest. No, like we, we probably, we look, we don't look that woo-woo. So I was like, do I even fit in here? Like all those things are going through your head and then all of a sudden you're standing there and I'm just getting the biggest bear hugs. Like people are like bringing me into their chest and their arms and just giving me the biggest squeeze and I felt the love and then there was some had you had you ever felt anything like it before never and it was just like I was in a room full of love it sounds it does sound crazy do you think do you think that most men and women out there don't really know what true love is and how and and how to truly give and receive unconditional love absolutely not like absolutely I think men I think there's such a blurred line in like men and women can't be friends. Men and women can't say I love you to one mm. another and appreciate one another without wanting to fuck each other. You know, yeah, like yeah, 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 that's, yeah. you know, yeah. how do you have a friendship without having, you know, some kind of lust or this or that or like do I have to be manly? Do I have to show off or do I, ha-? you know, there's this, like why can't you just give and receive love, like unconditional love without any – um What's the word? Like without anything in return. This is why. Know? This is why I was saying to you earlier. Like I've done. I've literally done ninety days celibate. Right. Mm. The reason I've done ninety days celibate is because I needed the clarity and focus to be able to go and achieve what I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And if you're constantly in a cycle of, I wasn't in a cycle of hookups because I broke up from that cycle years ago. But it's like you need to give yourself time to grow as a man or a woman. And not not rely on any form of temporary highs. So no drink, no drugs, no sex. Sex would have would have been the only temporary high that I had available to me because I didn't. I don't really do drugs. Mm. I mean, I've tried magic mushrooms, but that's not really a drug. I um, heard you don't drink. Yeah, at I've, all. I've never drank. Yeah, I've never had alcohol. Never. I've never had alcohol. I've never smoked, and I've never took like a drug obviously I've, I've microdosed magic mushroom to point two before a breathwork session but that's about all i've done yeah do you know what i mean wow so you've never had a drink never had alcohol hmm. do you know what i'm saying because because that's impressive like that would have taken a lot of um like determination there's a lot there's a lot of peer pressure especially yeah. where i'm from 
to yeah, do a totally. lot of peer pressure. But it's re- but my friends, the friends that I have in life from the UK that, that are my day one friends are so fucking good. Mm. Like I've got like five or six day one friends that are solid, solid. That they're, they're my that if if we all survive till like seventy eight years old, I still have them at seventy eight oh, years that's old, ugly. and that's worth more to me. There's been a lot of people that tried to peer pressure me into drinking and this that, and the other, but it's like it's, it's not the game for me. You know mm. what I mean? When you know who this is, this I've always felt since I was uh, a child that I was really different, like in terms of. Like I'm not, I'm, I don't, my, I don't, my, my mind don't beat the same as these kids. For some mm. reason, I'm just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And they were trying to tell me I was like learning support kid, putting me in like the bottom sets and stuff. And I'm like, nah, no, bro, I reckon I'm, I reckon I'm sharper than half the minds in this fucking room. I just don't reckon you, you rate me on the, on the, on the stuff that you're meant to rate me on. You're trying to rate me on an A to B system, A, B, mm. C, D, E, F, G system. And I'm not in that system, mate. I'm in a different different I'm, I'm 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 thinking about things way ahead of these kids but you don't give me any credit for doing that mm. and once you, and and i and my dad taught me a lot of self-belief and that really helped me and it was the self-belief that he taught me and instilled in me that allowed me to say no to drugs no to drink no doubt well, all the peer pressure you know if i had to f- it, there's been times in my life where i've had to physically fight people to stop them pouring alcohol down my neck Mm. Right, I've had to physically hurt. <laughs> I feel like that would have to be you at my hens with Chloe. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the thing is, and, and, and I've, I've had to physically hurt some people in the past when I was younger to stop them trying to force me to do something yeah. I didn't want to do. Right, and it, it's 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 not it's not the one. Like, there's a, there's a lot of peer pressure with it. But going back to like the 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 celibacy, the celibacy thing for me as a man was all about taking ownership of the fact of like, you know what, separating, separating myself from another, another dopamine hit. Because mm. it is a dopamine hit. Sex is a dopamine hit. And if you can separate yourself from that, and, and since I did that, the podcast went, mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, because I'm spending, because what people don't realise is sexual energy is creative energy. Mm-hmm. And, when when you harness your creative energy for yourself, you can create. If you're a property developer, you can create more property deals. If you're a if you're a if you're a, uh, some doing some kind of other business, you can create business within that business. If you're if you're an author, you can you can, you can write more solid. Mm-hmm. If you if you're a podcaster, you can you can you can find more creativity within your space because you're not doing that. I'm not saying I'm going to be celibate forever. Like I'm I'm getting pretty near the end of the road now. Don't worry about yeah. that. When the uh, podcast starts flopping, I'll know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying there's there's some power. I'm not saying I'm, you should definitely you should definitely do it. Every yeah. man every man should do it for at least like 30 to 60 days. 90 yeah. days. Don't get me wrong. It is hard. Or have either. a child and then it'll be like two years. <laughs> no. Is that, is that what no, okay. no, no, no. But you are very busy. <laughs> it's yeah, very, yeah. But it's I, very just, busy I, I, I do think that it's something that, we, that would, would benefit a lot of people because it gives you the clarity. Yeah. Not many people have had that time to get in the clarity. If and you, it's, you're also not chasing tail all the time. You're not on the text all the time trying to figure out, you know, who you're going to see, who you're going to meet up with. You have a lot more time for yourself to work on yourself and what you're truly interested in. Hundred percent, because like say, like you get a DM from from a nice from you know decent decent looking thing. <laughs> you get a DM and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, but I still got twenty days to go, so I'll just 
I'll just be nice. Just put that on unread <laughs> for now and I'll get back to you next month. But it just it just allows you not to spend a lot of time there because you don't need to because you don't have to put no graft in, do you? And not that you are not like not that you don't want to have to care about other people's feelings, but it's really nice for you to just focus on you and not have to worry about the growth. you know offending someone or not writing back in time and you know it's just you just focus on you for a little bit and yeah perfect the, just just everyone needs to take some time with themselves and that's just I took it to the next level because I wanted to because I looked at this podcast and I thought right I'm doing everything that I can do to take it to where I want to go to what am I not doing Mm. And I'm like, where, where I look, I audit my time. Where's my time? Uh, there's some time here. There's a bit of time here. There's a mm. bit. Of, there's a bit of admin work here. Let's get rid of this admin work. Mm. That frees up another ten hours, I think, in time a week. Cool. Whack that into the podcast. Yeah, I know. It's it's just it's, it sounds so stupid to people, but it's like when you really when you're really dialed in and on purpose, you can start to cut out noise. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this stuff is just noise. Mm. Obviously, you're gonna you, you can you can have sex anytime you like with a, in a lot of times, but it's, it's not it's, like, you don't want to get trapped in that. I feel like that's kind of the theme of today's discussion is just kind of cutting out that noise and focusing <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah, just yeah. like you know going within. I just, yeah, I, I just and that's what and that's what I, I really wanted people today from this episode to get out. Like that's why I started with this breathwork stuff that we went through because mm. I just think that there's so much power in what me and you saw that day. Yeah. In terms of like and the and, and we went through. I want to do it again. I need them to do it again. I think that they will do it again, and I'll, mm. I'll put a link. I'll, well, there's there's called to be conscious boys. They've got a podcast. They've got a couple of podcasts on this podcast, and they've just invited me on theirs, and they've invited you on theirs as well. So we'll we'll, we'll both be on theirs as well. So you you guys will be able to see it. But I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. I, I really thank appreciate it, keeping it real, and. And yeah, I'm hyped about how this all went. I think there's, I, I think if, if if someone listens to this and doesn't get any value out of it, I'll be I'll be highly surprised. <laughs> no, I really loved it. I think, um, yeah, I love sitting down and chatting to you. I just love people who are on my my vibe. Like I love listening to you, and I love your podcast. And I love. I think you have very very smart words and like you touched on a lot of things today that even hit with me like an aha moment I'm like oh I'm gonna think about that later like it made a lot of sense so thank you for everything that no, you're giving I, to us I, so. I, no I appreciate it because because I had um Erin McNaught on the podcast the other day as well and and uh, and one of the themes of the topics of that conversation and I don't know whether which one of your conversations is coming out first but one of the topics of that conversation was about relationships as well because obviously you know, when you got two people like like Aaron and and you know he, they go off going on different parts. Like he's a, he's an art, he's a recording artist. She's she's a top level model and does like similar to what you do. It's just to see the, how beautiful their relationship is, and it's, we talk about all that. It's some powerful shit too. Yeah, and it's just that, that they're the kind of conversations we want to have. It's like conversations that. I could talk about e-com all day and generating revenue and all that stuff, but and and I love it. I love that side of the podcast too. But I just think that this there's a, so much growth to be had in in talking to you women about this kind of stuff and to open up a whole different pathway, both for men and women that listen to this. Yeah. Because it, because without this, without these elements that we talk about here today, you cannot go and be fulfilled in every other area of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to say. Amen. So there you go, guys. That's 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 the one for today. But do me a favor, yeah. 
if you if you've got some value out of this from from me and Davina, yeah, if you can just drop, I'll drop your your um, Instagram at the bottom of this and, and mine at Frankie Lee, and yours is at Davy XX. Davy XX, and I'll link that in the bio. But drop us a message, tag us in the content, share it, share it with your friends if it resonates. I hope a lot of you lads have got to this point as well and not switched off halfway through. And I hope you girls are still here as well because I think there's a lot of value in this if you read between the lines. So thank you again for your time. Thank you. Thank and you. And much love. Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee Podcast.